Good morning, High Point Church. Thanks for joining us online. My name is Jason Hubbard. I'm part of the team here at High Point. So glad to be with you today. We are continuing our series on Love, Follow, Share. Um, been a great series, starting off with talking about the love of God, how we as Christ followers are supposed to obviously love one another, um, hopefully in extreme ways, but that the love of God in our lives, that, that he, the scripture talks about how he first loved us and out of that we are able to love others, gives us the ability not just to love the people who love us and are easy to love, but to love people who are a little more difficult to love, who, who maybe you know, we have to go out of our way to show the love of Christ to and to make a difference in their lives. It was challenging for me, I know, and it, that, that call to love um, sacrificially, um, unselfishly, is, I think is, a, a, is part of the very core of Christianity and one of the hardest calls to respond to and to play out day in, day out. Another one is to follow, is to follow God, that we are called, and we started off um, this part of the series saying that we are called to follow Jesus um, is a call to leave everything behind, that we are called to abandon our old life and turn, which is repentance, and to embrace and follow God's will for our lives. That to follow Jesus is to, to, uh, to choose Christ over our will in our way. Another is, we, we talked about how that to follow Jesus is a call to intimacy with Christ. And it, Pastor Andy talked about how in doing that, following Jesus and that, that close relationship with Jesus, that is best done in community, that we do that together. And at High Point Church, we believe that life groups aren't just um, part of what we do, but an essential part of who we are as a church. So if you haven't yet um, joined or jumped into one of our life groups, we've got several life groups online and several life groups in person. Please check that out um, today after service. We, we want to invite you to join us in community so that we can together follow Christ and become more intimate with him. And with one another. Today, we're looking at how following Jesus is a call to serve one another. I think that, you know, we, that that's kind of an obvious statement, right? That that when you think of Christianity, we, Christianity, we know that we're called to service, um, and we understand this. But I think we sometimes miss that this is a central part of the journey of becoming more like Jesus is to follow. Him in how we serve one another, and how we live our lives in relationships, and how we, you know, go out of our way to make other people's lives better. The early church, we see that they were sacrificial in the way they did this, that they would meet together. It talks about in Acts um, 2, that they would meet together from house to house on a regular basis, studying the scriptures, praying, and doing those types of things. But it, what it also points out is they were sacrificial in how they cared for one another and how they took care of one another, especially those who were without and those who were, were least, that they would sell their possessions to be able to help those in need, that they would 
go out of their way to serve those who who had a need and and, and you know were, were part of that community. The early church learned this from the example of Jesus, that Jesus is the ultimate example of um, sacrificial love and sacrificial service, that he, to the point of death on the cross, um, served those around him and sacrificed for those around him so that we, in our sin, could know him and walk with him and have um, eternal life and freedom and fulfillment. He also, not only did he go to the cross, but before that, he stepped out of heaven. I want to read this verse. Philippians 2, 6 says this, Christ himself was like God in everything, but he did not think that being equal with God was something to be used for his own benefit, but he gave up his place with God and made himself nothing. He was born as a man and became a servant. That's what he was known as. God of the universe didn't come down to rule or to be be served, but he said he came down to serve. He he, he, He stepped out of heaven, gave up divinity, and became a servant to all. I want to tell you a story. Last week, um, my neighbor started this uh, project next next door, um, and I could hear he he rented this big rotor thing, and I can hear it going. It's it's breaking up some of the ground, and so like we always do, he does it for me. I do it for him. I poke my head over the fence. Hey, neighbor, right? Um, And he's like, oh, Jason, you know what's going on? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm creating this pathway from my patio up to where his fireplace was. I don't know, 30, 40 feet. And to do that, you've got to dig it out and you know, lay sand, do all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, um, let me come help you. So I ran and grabbed my couple shovels and got out there and we started digging and, and clearing this path. The, the rotor gets about two inches down. You need to go about four to six inches. So we're going, we're, we're, we're doing this and we get the path kind of cleared and he still has a couple hours with the machine. And I realized, hey, I have been procrastinating on a project for so long. Like I've got this, um, this pathway that goes along the side of my house into my backyard and it's got flagstone there that you step on and part of it was falling off. It, you would kick it and trip and the flagstone would come up not you you could you could barely walk let alone get your your trash cans up and back so it was a mess and it had been needed to be done for a long time been needed and um i decided to to okay he's got this so i pulled up the flagstone real quick he brought that down we did one pass with the the rotor and then we put it in his truck and took it back to home depot so um, I, I decided, okay, you know, here we go. Yeah, I'm going I'm to put in over the weekend, you know, four, eight hours of, of digging time, right? Trying to, trying to bulk up a little, as my son would say. He wants to cut and bulk at the same time. I'm not sure how that works, but that's what he's doing. So I'm digging. I get him out there digging. Um, I spend about four hours that day, and we get most of the path cleared, right? But I hit this one section that was mostly rock, like, yeah, some small rocks in there, but some boulders, like massive rocks. And I'm trying to get under it with a shovel, 
I, I've got this, I don't even know what you call it. Um, I tried to look it up online and could not exactly find it. But it's like a shovel with a with a chisel on the bottom and you could you could pound it, you can get it in between things. I think it's for maybe concrete work or something. But so I'm trying to break up this rock with this shovel pick thing and um, other shovels and whatever I have, right? And I mean, I'm feeling it up through my arms, my shoulders are hurting. It is not going well. And I, I'm just like, what am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna have to rent one of those jackhammers or something. My neighbor goes, oh, I've got a pickaxe. Just use that. Literally in a couple minutes with the pickaxe, I'm able to pull this stuff right out of the earth. It just cracks, goes underneath, it cracks it up and it pulled it out. I mean, yes, it was a, it was a lot of work still to, to do it, but it, it happened quickly. And I was like, where has the pickaxe been all my life, right? So I, I realized, man, it is so important to have the right tools for the job. Like that made a big difference. Um, and it seems like, you know, what I learned is that things work better when they are used for the purpose they are designed to use. I was trying to shovel. It was not working. I was trying this chisel thing that I had in my garage. I don't know where I got it. Um, and it, it had no effect. I get the pickaxe, boom, job done, right? Um, and so today we are going to look at how we can fulfill God's purpose based on our design, that we have been created and designed for something. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are God's handiwork. We are his masterpiece, one version says, his workmanship, another, another version says, that we have be, been created in such a way, crafted in such a way for a purpose. You don't just, you don't take time to make a masterpiece or create something without design means purpose. And that's what God did for us. It goes on to say that he created us in Christ Jesus to do good works. I love that. He says, not only did he create us in Christ for good works, but that he's prepared these works in advance. God has good works for all of us to do. He has prepared them for advance and he has created us to accomplish those things. We are called to make a difference. We are called to impact people's lives. We are called on a daily basis to enter into the lives of the people around us and make their lives better. In Christ, we are called to be on mission. We're not just, if we didn't have a mission, if we didn't have a purpose, why would we still be here after we give our lives to Jesus? If you are a Christ follower, you said, Jesus, I'm following you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. I realize that. I realize you are the creator of all things. And now I am choosing to follow you. Once that happens, there wouldn't be a lot of purpose for us to stay if that was it. But we have, we have something to do. We, God created us to be able to serve and to love and to build up the people around us and to glorify him and make his name known through the earth. Today, we're talking about one sliver of that, that, that following Jesus is a call to serve. It's a call to serve. Following Jesus is, is a call 
to make the people's lives around us better. It's a call to serve. Those, those who are, it's called to serve our neighbors. <laughs> it's, a, it's a call to serve our families, our wives, our children. It's a call, call to serve our friends. And it's a call to serve the least of those. It's a call to serve. Paul in Galatians, he's talking about um, here in really chapter three, four, and five, talking about our freedom in Christ, that, the, that these, these Gentiles had been set free from sin and now are called in Christ um, to do good works, are, are, are called to freedom. And kind of brings it to a head in Galatians 5.13, he says this, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity of the flesh. He's saying, you've left that behind. Don't use this newfound freedom as an opportunity to continue sinning. But through love, serve one another. He's giving us an insight into our purpose. He's saying, you've been set free. You've been made new. You are a new creation. Now, in me, in Christ, God is calling us to love one another through service. This freedom is not for ourselves that God has given us. It's not for us just to hold on to and to keep to ourselves. Our, our freedom is made to be able to extend that to other people. Freedom is not so that you can go and fulfill your wildest dreams or, you know, these, these you know, other passions. Our freedom is a gift to be received and given freely. It, it was a gift from God that we were set free from sin and made new. Now, God says, give it away freely. We are born again so that we can now enter into the lives of the people around us and make them better. Through love, serve. Man, Galatians 5.13, through love, serve one another. What an incredible truth. What incredible insight into who we are created to be and how we are supposed to live our lives. Today, I wanted to end with a passage. Now, you might think I'm ending, but this is a, a decent-sized passage. <laughs> Hold on. Um, we want to end with a passage that I think is one of the greatest examples in Jesus's earthly time in ministry with the disciples of service. And one of the greatest challenges that Jesus sets for us to serve. It's John 13. It's about 12 to 24 hours before the end of his life. And he's gathering for the last time with his disciples for, for the Passover meal. Um, a lot of things we can go into there. But this passage is so important that it's repeated, not just in John, but in Matthew and Mark and in Luke. It's one of the, you know, stories that you see over and over and over again in the scriptures. It starts like this. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. So he knew what was happening. He knew what was coming. He knew what tomorrow held. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. 
And I can't emphasize this enough. Over and over and over again, we see in scripture that our motivation for following Jesus, our motivation for serving one another, our motivation for everything we do is supposed to come out of this, our love for God and our love for one another. Verse three says, Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning back to God. So he got up from the meal. So he stood up from this meal. He got on top of the table. And what he did was he told all of them that they had to follow him and worship him. No, that is not what he did. No. What he did was he got up from that meal. Look, imagine this. He took off his outer clothes. He got a towel and wrapped it around his waist. And after that, it said, he poured water into a basin. Can you imagine him doing this? Standing up from this meal, walking around the table, taking off his outer garments like a servant, wrapping a towel around his waist. They must be looking at him thinking, what is Jesus about to do? What in the world is going on here? That he, they, they would not imagine that Jesus was going to wash their feet. He filled water in the basin and he began washing and drying and cleaning their feet. This was the job, not just of the servant, but the least of the servants. And this is what Jesus entered in and gave an example of. In the the version in Luke 22, um, verse 26 and 27, I'm going to read it because I think this gives us insight into what we're talking about today. It says, those, Jesus responding to them, because they were arguing amongst themselves of who's going to be greatest. Yeah, nice job. Those who are greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? And they, of course, are thinking, the one who sits at the table. But not here. Jesus says, for I among you, for I am among you as one who serves. That that is the truth from the moment he came down into this earth, that his disposition was one of a servant. And now he's showing us in an extreme example of washing the disciples' feet. And then in the next, the very next day, going to the cross on our behalf. John 13, 12 continues with this. It says, Then he had finished washing their feet. He put on his outer garments, put on his clothes, and returned to his place. He says this, Do you understand that what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is who I am. Now that I, now that I your Lord, and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set this in as, as an example for you that you should do as I have done for you. So what's happening here? Is Jesus calling us to go around washing everybody's feet? That would be a little weird and awkward at times. I'm sure it was there too, but that's not what he's saying. He say, he's calling us to humble ourselves. He's calling us to be a servant to all 
to, 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 to recognize that all are created in his image. And we are called as followers of Jesus to humble ourselves and to show love through service. We're called to be a helper. Fred Rogers, also known as Mr. Rogers, would tell the children to always look for the helpers. I love that line, always look for the helpers. That's great advice for kids and adults alike, really. But we know that following Jesus is more than just looking for the helpers. Following Jesus, we have to, we have to become a helper. So even better advice than always looking for the helpers. It's not just look for the helpers, but to be a helper. I want to read this verse from Isaiah 58. It says, And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continue to guide you and satisfy your desires in scorched places and give you strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. We see here that if we will um, serve and bless and help others around us, that not only do, do we build the people up around us, we also find refreshing, refreshment. We also find that we are filled and that God looks after us and takes care of us. This isn't just biblical wisdom. It's also seen in psychological studies. One study in 2010 showed that 73% of people who, who volunteered had lower stress levels. And that 89% um, of these people stated that service had an improvement on their sense of well-being. That's pretty cool. So we, we see this direct correlation that if, if we will not think about ourselves as much, but look to meet the needs of the people around us, that our needs are actually met. And we, in these scriptures, we've seen that um, long before this research happened in 2010, that, that God knew this and, cre and created us for service and knew that if we will walk in his designed purpose for us, that we will accomplish more and we will be filled. What would happen if everyone took on the role of a servant? What would it be like in your family if everybody was trying to serve each other? What would it be like in our church? What would it be like in our communities? What would change? if the, the mindset of the majority was that of a servant? I would say a lot would change. Things would look different. And that difference starts with us. That's, that's your job. That's my job as a Christ follower to choose to serve. That through love, we serve. All right, the application for today and kind of my challenge for all of us is this. First off, see yourself as a servant. God created you. He, he designed you. You are his workmanship, created 
in love to serve. We have to see ourselves. We have to identify ourselves as a servant of all. Secondly, is then to find someone or somewhere to serve. See yourself as a servant, find someone to serve. Wake up the next day, see yourself as a servant, find someone to serve. And be the change as we go and serve and build up the people around us. Not only will we see their lives impacted, but we will, we will see our lives impacted. We will see ourselves become more full of the Spirit of God and become more like Christ. Go in peace, go in love, and find someone to serve. Have a great week.